Hello and welcome back to the Pocket Rocket Podcast and the season finale wrap-up of The Man Behind the Muscle. I just want to start by saying every man that joined that series, they kind of hit me in a whole new way. Um, They all brought something different to the table. They all had their own story none of which I knew it was all new to me and at times I found myself forgetting that I was in a podcast recording that I was doing it for anyone else I very much sat there and just became fully engrossed in their story and their experiences and their advice and I'd like to think that every man that I spoke to I could probably turn to now and ask a question or invite him back for another episode and I'd like to think that they had such a good experience that they would they do so some of them I'm lucky enough to be able to call friends um, and I'm very very grateful for each and every one of them giving their time over to the podcast I always have said that time is the most valuable gift you can give and you can buy anything but to give part of your life to someone else, whether that's a 10 minute conversation or a a day going out, spending it with family or friends or volunteering or whatever it may be, you can't get that back. So time really is the greatest gift and I am so appreciative of all of them for giving their time over to me. In review of that series, I think back to the first episode I recorded with James when I was so nervous and I've known James for years, but I was still sitting there so nervous to ask him private questions and concerned about digging too deep or or touching on something that he wasn't comfortable talking about. But what I learned from him was the outside is is merely what we see yes they can portray things but realistically it's about our perception of their portrayal in james's case he touched on the fact that he hasn't really enjoyed training over lockdown and and a lot of us would have said oh but you had access to a facility like you're so lucky and he was, and he and he did say he was grateful for that and he did feel very fortunate. But James loves bodybuilding because of the people that he's around. And also not being around his competition meant that, well, what was he working towards? What do you gauge it against? Moving on to the next episode, I spoke with Hader. And from him, I learned things that I wouldn't have ever known in a million years. I didn't know that he had run into trouble when he was younger and he'd done things that he regretted and wished he hadn't. That he'd been involved in situations which, looking back, he wasn't so proud of. But now looking at him as a successful bodybuilder, but also 
as a loving father and partner, you wouldn't put the two and two together. But then why would you? Because that's what he puts out into the universe and, and what he allows us to see because that's what he's proud of. But he has no reason to speak about the things that he's not proud of. None of us do. Why would we? Moving on through the series, I had the honour to speak with some of our up-and-coming young male bodybuilders like Keefe or Chris, however you know him, with an ability that... <laughs> if he wasn't part of a natural federation, you would say is not humanly possible. And if you looked at what he puts out on social media and the videos of him lifting to an outsider, you might go, God, it's a bit much, it's a bit scary, or someone might feel intimidated by it if they're not from the sport. But speaking to Chris, he was so chilled and so lovely and chatty and kind and down to earth and to learn that he's been through so much at such a young age it was very inspiring and I came away from that really wanting to go at my sessions give every lift everything <laughs> what would Keefe do <laughs> I spoke with another natural bodybuilder who's done phenomenal and who comes from my hometown, AJ Morris. And we talked about how he'd had a tough upbringing. He had had some big losses in his life, his mum being one of them who he was very close with. And how last year was not the easiest year and, and how people weren't kind to him about that. And maybe that was because they thought, he can take it. Turns out that maybe he couldn't take it. But again, people's perception that they can say whatever they want, whenever they want, because, well, he's a big guy, he can take it. Speaking with Darren Farrell. Now, we know that Darren has had a, a troubled kind of history with mental health. And I was so grateful for him coming on the podcast and speaking so openly because I know a lot of you have kind of had those down periods, whether it be depression or anxiety or whether you just feel really low, whatever that may be. I had a, a lot of people message me about that episode and say like it was inspiring to hear someone kind of come through the other side of that. It can't have been easy for him to talk about that. I spoke with Joe Ballinger as well. Ballinger. Ballinger. I always call him that. Sorry, Joe. I spoke with Joe and uh, we laughed a lot, which was nice. Again, completely wrong perception of him. I think out of most of the chaps that I spoke to, I'd spoken to him the least. And so I really was embodying the whole purpose of the podcast by 
really getting to know the man behind the muscle in in that moment, in that conversation, because I knew next to nothing about Joe realistically. But in that, he spoke so passionately, passionately about helping people and what that meant to him and growing up and going through different stages in his sporting career and how he kind of came to the point he was at but also to kind of just say he's not he's not done yet it was really nice to hear him talk about his clients as well and how much it means to him to help them I also I also spoke with John Lofthouse John came with a completely different kind of episode to anyone else, I thought. He spoke about how his circle's really small and how his family are a massive influence on his life and how, although a lot of people kind of attack their training and they talk about things that inspire them and how they kind of got into a set or whatever it may be or hype themselves for a show John just spoke about the fact that he just loves it and he gets so much joy from it and it was so refreshing to hear someone just have so much joy and that word stuck out because he just loves it and last but not least spoke with Connor, my complete strength teammate. Connor had just won his overall at, at the Two Bros show. Um, I think it was a week or two before. Oh, well, the weekend before. The weekend before. And Connor has struggled with his mental health secretly behind closed doors. <laughs> he was very open and honest throughout the whole interview. More, more so than I thought he would be. But he actually messaged me afterwards and he said that so many people reached out to him to say thank you. I think that just speaks volumes, doesn't it? Just making these men human. They're just like everyone else. They may look like they can take it. They may look like everything's all good, all gravy all the time, but they have their highs and lows like we all do. Joe spoke about when he was at a festival once and a woman made a comment to him about him being disgusting or unattractive because of his muscle. And uh, he commented back about her physique she didn't train, she was just a very regular girl and she took offence to it. That speaks volumes, doesn't it? That it's okay to speak negatively to them because they can take it. But if you, as one of these men, was to say something negative about them, whether that be true or not, Not okay. 
gonna let that sit there for a second. Connor said something that stuck with me as well about advice that he was given uh, when he was younger. I think he said it was his dad. He wants to be the man that's remembered for people crossing the road to speak to him rather than someone crossing the road to get away from him. I'd rather be the person they cross the road to speak to than the person they cross the road to get away from. That really stuck with me. It says so much without saying a lot. I think it's a very powerful little piece to take away from that. So what have we learned about the man behind the muscle? What was the point? I started it to give people an insight into who these guys were because we see them as big men lifting big weights. Doing big things. But I think the podcast really humanized them. I came away from pretty much every episode with a warm, fuzzy feeling and like they were big, lovable guys. And I really hope that came across. And for everyone that has listened to that series and sent me a message to say thank you for creating it and how much they enjoyed it and how different it was, thank you, because it really meant the world. emotional <laughs> I created that project with a purpose for you all to get to know the man behind the muscle I think we did that thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy series 2 as much as you've enjoyed series 1 series 2 will be dropping next week and it will be called Figure of Eight. Figure of Eight is about women who push back social norms, break the boundaries. It's about strong women that have created a body of their dreams by doing things that other women wouldn't. We're going to talk about their experiences inside and outside of the gym and how people have reacted to their changing bodies and, their, and essentially their priorities changing as well. I want to normalize wham women. And I want women and men outside of the sport to understand female bodybuilding. And I hope that their stories encourage other women to get involved in the sport. The first episode I've just recorded with my complete strength teammate, Babs. I absolutely loved talking to her and I cannot wait for you all to hear it next week. Once again, 
thank you for listening to the Pocket Rocket podcast, series one, the man behind the muscle.